If chocolate is your weakness, the real chocolate decadence of Flava Naturals Performance Chocolate can be your strength. I've been searching high and low for cocoa products that deliver meaningful amounts of healthful flavanols with great flavor and minimal sugar. So I'm thrilled to have found Flava Naturals. Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain and heart function, including a recent Harvard study showing a 27% reduction in cardiovascular death. But you need to eat five or more ordinary dark chocolate bars every day to match the flavanols consumed in most of these studies. Flava Naturals Performance Dark Chocolate Cocoa Powder and beverages deliver five to nine times the flavanols of typical dark chocolate. Their secret is sourcing premium, high flavanol cocoa beans and processing them naturally. The result is decadent dark chocolate with the flavanol levels needed to fuel brain and cardio performance. I use it every day. For more information and to order, just go to flavanaturals.com. That's flavanaturals.com. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. My favorite time of the week because uh, I get to have uh, an exciting dialogue with our nutrition in residence, Layla Mutin. That's why we call it our weekly Q&A with Layla, wherein you send questions to questions at drhoffman.net. Yes. If you want to get questions for Q&A with Layla, we also want to get questions for our radio program. If you uh, want to have your question read live on the radio program, and I'll answer it, 877-726-8255 is the number, and you can record a question or you can call during the program. It's on Saturdays from noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time. That number again, 877-726-8255. And uh, how are you doing, Leila? Okay, Dr. Hoffman. I can't believe it's the end of August. Yeah, it's really... Uh, it's really something. It's really breezed by. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the reason it's breezed by for me is that during those uh, sort of long, languid days of summer, uh, I spent some of them uh, in Iceland. Yeah. And so kind of blew through some of the dog days of August. Yeah, uh, in, uh, where you had much climate. cooler weather. Yeah, it was uh, nighttime temperatures in the 40s, daytime temperatures in the 50s, you know, cloudy, sometimes drizzly. Um, but uh, it was a nice respite from the summer. So here I am back yeah. to uh, celebrate the last vestiges of summer, which are yeah. going to be with us for you know quite a few months. Oh, because, sure. Uh, that's the way it is here in the Northeast. It can be you know 100 degrees in October. Yeah. So um, we have a bunch of questions. Again, questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. And uh, before I get to questions, uh, I just want to uh, remind you that uh, we still have a Save Our Supplements campaign. And you might think that this is an exercise in futility because you know how it is. The government is so unresponsive. <coughs> so, for example, we had, <laughs> we had hearings, as case in point, they're talking about congestion pricing oh. for New York City. Oh, my God. And I happen to live right in the congestion pricing zones in Manhattan. So every time I go back and forth to my apartment in a car, I'm going to have to pay like $23. Yeah. This hasn't come into effect. But they've been having public hearings. Mm-hmm. And the public hearings, everybody is against it. Like 93% of the people who, you know, they're, they're passionately against it. Uh, and so... I feel bad for the truck drivers. So the net effect of it yeah. is that they will probably enact congestion pricing anyway. And they'll say, hey, we had the hearings. We had the hearings. Yeah. You had a chance to speak your mind. 
we still think it's a good idea. So a lot of people are very frustrated with uh, participatory democracy, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. but this is a form of participatory democracy we like. So if you go to dearhoffman.com slash ANH, that stands for the Alliance for Natural Health, an organization of which I'm the medical director. Uh, it's an organization that fights for access to therapies of our choice, supplements yes. of our choice. Very it's important health because there's a lot of infringements on health freedom these days. Uh, including, you know, uh, truthful information about COVID, mm -hmm. disinformation that's being labeled and so on. And there's a the California law that's actually uh, going to be voted on, um, which is going to uh, prohibit uh, medical disinformation by doctors. Doctors will be penalized for not towing the party line on whether it's COVID wow. or whether it's statins or what, you know, whatever. 1984 is here. Yeah. And it, but California is, is always, as it's the state that's leading the pack towards uh, <laughs> socialism towards 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 <laughs> call it socialism call it yeah. fascism yeah call it totalitarianism yes in one form or another mm -hmm. uh, anyway yeah uh, it's so but here's some good news is that your efforts have made an impact because yes. for example NAC was about to be stricken off the list and Amazon stopped distributing NAC they, mm -hmm. they took off all the NAC sites mm -hmm. uh, well the FDA has said we're not going to do anything about it for now. We reserve the right eventually to do something about it, but NAC is back on Amazon, mm -hmm. and the supplies are coming back online. For example, in Fullscript, which is our online dispensary, you can get NAC. Yeah. It's a very valuable supplement, especially in light of COVID, because it's very important to build up glutathione as yes. a defense against viral disease. I take it. Uh, yep. If you have to take Tylenol while you're sick, you should absolutely take uh, NAC. So NAC is back. There's another thing that's the main thing, main campaign is about mandatory product listing, which means that every supplement company has to submit very um, uh, burdensome documentation to the FDA every time they introduce mm -hmm. a supplement. And that will drive out some of the small, nimble companies. Mm -hmm. And uh, it looks like mandatory project, product listing, which looked like it was going to sail to approval uh, because it's linked to an FDA appropriations bill that's piggybacked, yeah. which is kind of a... It's like, you've got to, you know, we, we must approve appropriations for the FDA. And, oh, by the way, let's have mandatory product listing. Uh, there are a lot of uh, senators and congressmen who are saying, look, well, let's just deal with the FDA and let's make sure they have their appropriations. We don't want the FDA to go out of business. Yeah. And we'll do the this other bill separately. Why put them together? Mm -hmm. And there's, so there's a fairly decent chance we can prevent MPL, mandatory product listing, yeah. from being approved this year in this Congress. Wow. So uh, your voices are being heard, uh, although you it's may making get, a difference. You may get discouraging form letters like, like we did. You know, they're totally off the mark. Thank you for contacting me. If this is an immigration issue, please call this number. <laughs> it has nothing to do with what I just wrote to you about. Wow. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Yeah, I know. But uh, it. it some legislators are paying attention. They yeah. think they're going to lose votes on this one. Mm -hmm. uh, they're up for re-election. They don't want to put them put themselves at risk of, you know, look, we're in a minority as supplement uh, devotees, but we form a large constituency and we can have an impact on elections. And, you know, why lose Absolutely. an election? These guys reason over such a trivial matter. Mm -hmm. They don't. They're not all in on this. Yeah. Unless you're fanatical like Dick Durbin, you know, he, I mean, he's always had an axe to grind against the supplement industry. Yeah. And he won't let up. But uh, it, it, so it, it, 
It's not an exercise in futility. Go to drhoffman.com slash A&H. We have strength in numbers. Yeah. And we really we, do. Before we get to questions, by the way, um, mm -hmm. I want to commend you on the podcast that you did. And you did something unusual. It's there's so much information on the subject. You have to do two podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing. I'm. I'm going to record part two either later today right. or tomorrow. But it might go to part three. Wow. Because everything I'm reading there, I have. I'm weighing in on. Yeah. I'm sidebarring on, and I'm all of that. So by the time I get to, you know, it's like a 15 page document. By the time I go a couple of pages, you know, my, my 25 minutes are up. Right, it's, right. It's just so it's like stay tuned yes. for now part two. Right. Yeah. So, and, and let's remind yeah. people of the theme because it's a very important theme. Yes. And it's a it's a really surprising proposition, mm -hmm. which is statin therapy is not warranted for a person with high LDL cholesterol on a low carbohydrate diet. Wow. This is groundbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's so, groundbreaking. So we do advocate the low-carbohydrate diet. Now, yes. uh, we cannot say that we are LDL nihilists, that LDL doesn't matter ever. It might matter in someone who has demonstrated a propensity to cardiovascular disease. Sure. Uh, and oxidized LDL still matters. Yeah. So, yeah. But what the, essentially what this guy's saying, and who is the author of this? Oh, many many authors of this. Uh, David Diamond, Benjamin David Bittman, Diamond, who got Paul on, Mason. on Twitter, he goes by the moniker at LDL skeptic. Oh. And so if you can nice handle. withstand the the stench and the venom and you want to wade forth into Twitter, you know, and you need, you know, protective gear to go there. Oh my. Uh, you can you can get, garner nuggets of, of wisdom from people like uh -huh. David Diamond who's the LDL skeptic. Wow. But anyway, go okay. ahead. Okay. So it's it's the whole premise of how uh, it's not always about the LDL. There are other markers to look at and how hyperinsulinism, insulinemia, these are more appropriate risk factors. Anything right. associated with the metabolic right. syndrome right. is so, much more important than the LDL by itself. So, and, and there is a tendency, we must admit, that yeah. when people go on, say, a paleo diet or a uh, ketogenic diet. Or a Whole30. Yeah. LDL can sometimes go up. Yes. Admittedly. It could either stay the same or go up. Yeah. However, yeah. the particle size becomes more desirable. Right. A big pattern, a fluffy, buoyant, right. less atherogenic You just particle. had a patient like that, right? Yes. Yeah, and you talked to her about diet. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But she was concerned that her particle size, the LDL particles, were a little small, mm -hmm. and she has some atherosclerotic risk. Yes. But ultimately, this is an 81-year-old woman yeah. who does not have cardiovascular disease. Yeah. She's doing fine. She has a little bit of plaque per yeah. plaque score. Yeah, minimal. Studies do not show any conclusive benefit to asymptomatic women without heart disease who yeah. have merely high LDL yeah. to go on a statin. In fact, there there are more downsides than upsides. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. True. And then the survival so, statistics on elevated LDL, What's what do they say? Well, uh, if you have a total cholesterol of 268 or 283, you're probably going to live longer than everybody. Right. So if you have surmounted those critical years where people get yeah. premature cardiovascular disease. Right. Like a man who's had a heart attack at 48, maybe that's somebody to watch out for. Oh, totally. Absolutely. But, you, but like, not for primary prevention, which is somebody right. who's never had a cardiac yes. event. Yes. It's not just for, oh, just in case, because your cholesterol is 202. That, oh, my goodness. So we distinguishing primary prevention, which is, oh, you have a high cholesterol, but you're fine. We want to prevent heart disease. Yeah. It, statins are not that helpful. And I interviewed a guy uh, mm -hmm. yesterday 
uh, Dr. John Abramson, mm -hmm. uh, who is a conventional family practitioner, but also a critic of the drug industry. He's written a book called uh, Sickening mm -hmm. uh, lately, which is a criticism of the heavy marketing and sleight of hand in the studies and research and the FDA approval process for drugs. Uh -huh. And he has a whole chapter on statins. And he's not a he's not averse to prescribing standards, yeah. as we say for for secondary prevention. Absolutely. In other words, Absolutely. after you have had cardiovascular disease. Yeah. But it, there's a weak case for primary prevention, particularly in women. Yes. Especially in uh, uh, senior women. Right. Uh, it has a tendency to cause type two diabetes. Yeah. And people wind up with vitamin K deficiencies. So there is so. Of an amount, there there are some scientists saying it lowers the vitamin K, so it's actually causing the plaque. The statin mm -hmm. is causing the plaque by making us vitamin K deficient. So, so it seems it's, it's messing the same, with our vitamin K. The same K's. interference yeah. uh, as with CoQ10 right. occurs with vitamin K synthesis. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Because it's the mevalonic. It's acid it's almost that. like if if I could jump to. If it's almost like the statin is creating the metabolic syndrome, which is the cause. Yeah. Of of the yeah. of the uh, atherosclerosis. Right, right. So, oh look, and it's come full circle. Again, it's don't get me wrong. There's a place for statins. Absolutely, I, I sometimes there is. urge absolutely. patients to yes. adhere to a program, mm -hmm. but uh, much overprescribed in our humble opinion. Right. So, uh, next, let's get to questions. Actually, a good point at which to pause and allow one yes. of our sponsors uh, a brief window of opportunity to share an important message with you. So, here goes. Listen up. As you know, it's important to me that the supplements I recommend and use are of the highest quality. That's why I stocked the Protocol for Life Balance product line at my online dispensary, drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. Protocol for Life Balance offers a wide range of professional grade products using ingredients backed by strong scientific research. Among them, several stand out for their cardio health support, cardio triplex, clinical cardio six, natokinase, and ubiquinol. Each of these products takes its own unique approach to cellular energy production, maintaining normal blood fluidity, healthy immune response to normal biological stress, and maintaining blood pressure already within the healthy range. They're available from healthcare practitioners, and they're available to you at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our sponsors and Intelligent Medicine. And by the way, uh, Layla, how do people listen to your podcast? Oh, they go to drhoffman.com and download it. It's typically uploaded there on site on Fridays. Right. I'm listening to more and more podcasts these days mm. and uh, other people's podcasts because I can learn by listening to other people. And Absolutely. Uh, yeah. it's so easy. You, you know, you, if, if I have an Apple device. Uh, I have an iPad and I have a, uh, an iPhone. And what you do is you just go to podcast, there's an app, and mm -hmm. you press that. And then you, when you <clears> find, you can just search for the one you want. Yeah. And so you just find and just put in the search box, Intelligent Medicine, and then it appears. And then you hit a plus, and then you are subscribed. Yes. And then you don't have to listen to it. It's mm -hmm. not forcing, it just keeps it appearing there. And then when, right. I'm, when I'm walking or when I'm driving, because now I have CarPlay in my car, uh, it's pretty cool. I, you know, I like these long drives. I mean, I could listen to the radio. I could listen to music. 
But like the talk shows are so obnoxious. Uh, Some of them, yeah. You know, it, I mean, after a while, it's like I heard it. Okay, I heard one show, and then the other show amplifies the message, and the other show amplifies the message all day long. Yeah, like political talk. So let me learn something. Sure. Uh, or you know, maybe while I'm cooking or something like Absolutely. that, I can listen. Yeah. You know, background. You don't have to watch it. That's the nice thing. You could do yeah. whatever activity you're doing. Stay on the treadmill, yeah. on your bike, or or anything, and still listen to a podcast. I love them. Yeah. I think they're great. Good. All right. Yeah. So uh, just you know. You don't don't uh, Google uh, Layla on that because you know you just it's intelligent. It's intelligent medicine, medicine. right? Yes, that's <laughs> you might get any Layla in the world. Who knows? You might get so, Eric Clapton. You might get Eric Clapton exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know that song, oh, the famous song Layla. Right. By the way, he's playing at Madison Square Garden. Oh, are you going? You just went to see Billy Joel. I'm tempted. How was the Billy Joel concert? Oh my goodness! Okay, so. Okay. I, let, I mean, I don't want to be the music. I mean, it was yeah. wonderful. And what was wonderful about it was mm. I booked the Billy Joel concert in 2019. Yes. Before, before word, lockdown. Before we knew from COVID. Yeah. And I was intending, it was scheduled for like uh, March or April of 2020. And you know what happened? Mm -hmm. It got blown away. Then they postponed it to like the next January. Then they postponed it to the next fall. Then they postponed it to the next spring. And so this, this is after three Fourth times a charm. So now, 18,000 plus people. Yeah. 99% of them without masks. Fantastic. And even the ones with masks took their masks off eventually. Yeah. And, and just boogied to the music of, and you know, it That's mostly great. People, were, people tried to sit down and everybody's on their feet yeah. dancing. And it was just great because it really demarcated for me personally, and for a lot of people, yeah. the end of COVID. Yes. Now I know. Look, it's COVID. time for joy. Yeah. It's like enough already. Yeah. Let's normalize. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's That's gather. Great. Let's normalize. The energy was fantastic. Uh, it's a multi generational thing. Yes. Is Billy like, Joel. There were oh kids God. there who were not born when those songs were written yeah. in the nineteen late seventies and eighties. Yeah. And. Uh, and 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 they were you know they knew the words yep. they were singing the words mm -hmm. you know it was kind of a sing along because you knew the words yeah you know terrific terrific yeah. oh my gosh yeah it was great wow so uh, a morale oh, booster my. definitely for That's New York great. and for New York and for New York very for much it. a New York vibe exactly yeah, yeah, and of yeah. course he played New York State of Mind right oh yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a must yep That's a must. Oh my gosh. So, on to question. Let's see here. We have from Bonnie. Hello, Dr. Hoppen and Layla. I recently heard you share some information that Dr. Alan Gaby passed along in his Townsend Letter common, uh, to column, Townsend Letter column, about six grams of L-arginine a day being helpful. That's, the, that's the pirate amino acid, L-arginine. L-arginine, right. L-arginine. <laughs> <laughs> being helpful with ED. Now, I'm sure she means erectile dysfunction, not right. necessarily endothelial dysfunction, although they but can they, be, yeah, they are related. related. Yes. They're related. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to find if there were any downsides for long-term use of this, and I found this article, and this is way back from 2006, which indicated that on a trial with heart attack survivors who took nine grams a day, there were more deaths in the L-arginine group than in the placebo group. I wanted to hear your comments. And I, at a recent conference, the North Carolina Integrative Medicine Society, there was a presentation on nitric oxide 
And it was mentioned that men over 60 don't benefit much from L-arginine in terms of increasing nitric right. oxide okay, production. So in terms of nitric oxide chemistry, which is a very complex subject, yeah. uh, there are three ways to increase nitric oxide. One is you can use phosphodiesterase inhibitors like Viagra, Cialis, Levitra. Mm -hmm. What they do is they block the breakdown of nitric oxide. Mm. So it builds up to higher levels. So you increase the levels and thereby you get erections. Mm -hmm. But also Viagra has been proposed for Alzheimer's disease. Uh, Alzheimer's? Yeah, yeah, this is kind of the new thing. Uh, because it increases cerebral circulation. Wow. Okay. Uh -huh. So you get mm, double your pleasure, double your fun. <laughs> and so, so, so. And maybe your memory will come back too. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, you'll, uh. you'll remember to have sex. You know. So, right, right. It's, okay. That would be good. So, so yeah. uh, then there's another way, mm -hmm. which is via the dietary nitrates, yes. which is the, like the Berkeley Life product that is our sponsor. Yeah. And what that is, is that it, it, there are dietary components that are found in especially beets, arugula, green leafy vegetables, mm -hmm. celery, and certain other foods uh, that are dietary nitrates. By the way, and they use celery uh, powder as an alternative to uh, uh, sodium nitrite. Yes, bacon, in cold cuts, in bacon. bacon. And it keeps it red because yes. you don't want to buy gray bacon. No. So what nitrates do is they make it look more appealing. Yes. Uh, but you don't need to use a, a chemical. You can use no. the celery uh, The celery powder, powder or celery yeah. juice. Yep. So anyway, uh, then uh, that will increase nitric oxide because it promotes... It's it's a building block for nitric oxide. And yeah. It, it, for, it through mass action, which is a known chemical mechanism, mm -hmm. it enhances and drives the production of nitric oxide, mm -hmm. and has been shown to have a lot of benefits for heart, brain, for sexual performance, potentially yeah. and athletic performance. Yes. And uh, that's why I like the product. Yeah. And blood pressure, absolutely blood pressure. Yeah. And then another pathway is that the amino acids arginine and ornithine can promote nitric oxide. And citrulline? Uh, I'm sorry, citrulline, citrulline, is, citrulline yeah. is more than ornithine. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So uh, some uh, there are some ED over-the-counter products that contain yeah. arginine and citrulline. The problem is you have to take a lot of arginine to get those effects. So the study that um, Al Gaby cited shows six grams. Mm -hmm. So six grams, that would be like 12... 500 milligram pills you'd have to take mm. to get that benefit. That's a lot of arginine. Yeah. Uh, there, uh, according to a study in 2006 <clears throat> uh, that was uh, prematurely discontinued because the men taking the arginine experienced more deaths than the placebo group, so they kind of halted the study. Yeah. Uh, suggested there may be harms in taking arginine, but that was kind of an outlier. Most studies show Either it doesn't do much mm -hmm. for uh, ED, it doesn't do much for cardiovascular prevention or blood pressure. And this was done on 153 heart attack survivors. Right. Right. Which would be a, a, certainly a group that we want to see some some benefit. Sure. Um, it the, the old drug nitroglycerin yes. uh, works on the nitric oxide principle. And it's the kind of thing <clears throat> where, you know, there's like the old movies where like the, the murder is that they swap out somebody's nitroglycerine tablets and when they have like chest pain they take a ineffective pill and they die it's like yeah. Agatha, yeah. Agatha Christie type murder plot mm -hmm. um, that's nitroglycerin but nitroglycerin also can give you headaches it can make you feel lightheaded you know drop you down 
Um, so, um, yeah. so an interesting application of nitroglycerin is that it can be uh, applied in suppositories or in a, in a cream applied directly for hemorrhoids. Oh, wow. So it actually may, uh, because it improves circulation. But wow. you have to be careful that the first time you apply it, it doesn't drop your blood pressure because it's yeah. you could pass out. Sure, sure. It's so, it's well, you, so you well don't, you don't want to rectally. do that while driving your car or... <laughs> you don't want to apply anything rectally while driving your car. <laughs> Just, a lot of people multitask while they're driving, but they, that, that they, should not be one of the things. They do, and it's a major cause it, of road accidents. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Doing inappropriate things while driving. Yep. Okay, so we won't go too far down that rabbit hole. No. Okay. All right. Uh, so anyway, so <clears throat> the, the question was, is yeah. it harmful? Uh, no, it, I, there's not a lot of evidence that's harmful. Uh, it, you might have to take a lot to get that benefit. Yeah. And yeah. the, and so that's why I like the dietary nitrates, because you only have to take two pills to get the efficacy. Mm -hmm. And then eat a diet rich in uh, dietary nitrates. Yeah. So like for me, it's like an celery arugula, juice, salary, uh, beets. Yeah. Yeah. Remember celery juice, celery soda? No. You're, you're too young to remember. It was a popular there drink There was a in celery deli. soda? Celery soda. Then wow. you'd get it in a deli. You know, you'd have it with your pastrami sandwich, celery soda. I, oh, you're wow. Just, you, you, you know, you're actually too young to remember that. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember such yeah, a product yeah, at all. Yeah. Wow. Celery soda. So it was like a celery flavored uh -huh. soda. Go figure. But it was Did popular it taste good? in delis. Not particularly. I can imagine that could... Hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because celery salt is distinct. It's a nice. Uh, yeah. All right. It's a little tangy. Yeah. So uh, the I I prefer the dietary nitrate route. Yeah. And you're, it's easy to take, relatively inexpensive. Eat a salad. Take two in the morning. Right. Right. And then augment your intake with dietary nitrates. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. So, yep. Bonnie, thank you for that. We have a question from Dan. I've developed aphasia, which obviously affects my speech. It's not due to a stroke, but it's the progressive type. Is there some protocol which can help, or am I just doomed to progressive neurological deterioration? I'm 80 years old and in good health otherwise. He says, I can't believe that. Yeah. He wrote it, huh? That's yeah. pretty together because uh, it's, uh, it affects the language center of the brain. Hmm. And it may be the result of a stroke, mm -hmm. commonly, yeah. but it could also be some progressive neurological disease. Right. He doesn't specify what neurological disease he has. No. Uh, it no. Is, these aphasias he are also said, related to dementia. Okay. And you know, certainly they can be age-related, or they can be part of a result of a circulatory problem. Um, you know, it. And what's interesting is that other brain areas are intact because he was able to write this. Yeah. So, um, he says, I followed your advice for decades and I try to maintain a healthy lifestyle, diet, exercise, supplements. So this came out of the blue. And as my dad said, something is going to get you eventually and I guess it's my turn to pay the piper. Wow, he's, he's, thank, very, he's very articulate. Yeah, thank you, so doctor, the, for all your valuable so his, It's a neurological, it, it appears. It's, he's, it's, uh, he does not have expressive no. uh, I mean, it, uh, difficulties in writing. Yeah. But he has expressive difficulties in formulating language, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I would say anything that supports brain function. Uh, you know, we mentioned nitric oxide. I think that would be yeah. plausible. There's actually that Viagra connection. Uh, you know, perhaps even uh, a prescription for a long-acting phosphodiesterase inhibitor like Cialis or Tadalafil is the medical name. 
would be something worth trying. I mean, it's, it's off-label application of a drug. Wow. But, you know, that's an innovative treatment. Uh, then, you know, there's like more DHA and, thing, you know, vinpocetine and things that mm-hmm. uh, I like, coenzyme Q10, NAD, uh, Bacopa, PQQ. Phosphatidylserine, uh, maybe? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ginkgo, even. Ginkgo. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a whole raft of things. And, you know, there's even some suggestion that a ketogenic diet can be good for cognition and help. But again, I don't know what his condition is. Right. He has some progressive neurological condition. Your brain may be. There is this thing, an entity which is specifically Mm -hmm. primary progressive aphasia. Uh, It's a form of dementia, I'm reading from Wikipedia, that has some symptoms closely related to several forms of aphasia. Uh, Gradual loss in language functioning, while other cognitive domains are mostly preserved, which we see in this guy's, you know, nice presentation of the problem. Yeah. Word finding difficulties, and um, it can be, it, it, it's, it, it is not caused by a circulatory problem like a stroke. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, because it's neurological, uh, is alpha lipoic. Yes, even yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Make sure B12 levels are where they should be. Mm-hmm. Wow. B6 too. Right. All the Bs. All the Bs. Dan, we wish you best of luck. But it, it, yeah. you know, would I refuse to see a patient like this and say, you know, it's hopeless? No, I would apply some of these things, but a little bit on a wing and a prayer because it is a progressive neurological disease that yeah. has some relentlessness. But but if the progression may be slowed, absolutely, yeah, to that's retain the whole... some uh, degree of ability to express oneself. But what's interesting is he's got a workaround because mm-hmm. while he may have difficulty formulating words. Verbally, fine. he can you know he can communicate beautifully. Yeah, there's no typos here either. Wow. Wow. Very terrific, Dan. So it it just shows how localized to the brain certain functions are. Yeah. And other parts are spared, and that's a characteristic of primary progressive aphasia: is that it's one place, mm. and the rest is relatively uns- uh, unscathed. Okay. The language area of the brain. It's you called the Broca's area. Broca's area. You think he'd be helped by thiamine? Vitamin B1 or anything if it's... Yeah, yeah, Dan, best of luck to you. Thank you for writing us. This comes... So, so, uh, give us a preview of what's going to be in part two because we're coming to a break. Is it possible to be allergic to sugar? Hmm, good question. I get an extremely sore throat whenever I eat sugar. Oh, interesting. Okay, interesting. Uh, Let's tackle that question when we return. I'm Dr. Rob Hobb today with Layla Mutin, who is our resident nutritionist. And questions come to questions at drhoffman.net for future episodes. This is our weekly Q&A with Layla, and it's part of our Intelligent Medicine podcast series. <laughs> 